Rabbi Yechanan says, a master can say to an Evid Kanani, you must work for me, and I will not give you food to eat, i.e. you'll need to take food from the tamchoy, from the kitchens used for tzedakah. Rav argues on this. Ramesha Feinstein asks, in Dibrus Meisha, Simon Yud, Anaf Beis, how can this halacha be reconciled with the Gemara, Anaf Samach Beis Amar Aleph, which states that one may not eat his own meal until he feeds his animals? Ramesha argues that the responsibilities one has to his slaves is certainly not less than the responsibilities to his animals. If so, why should one not be responsible to feed his slaves just as he is responsible to feed his animals? Answering this question, Ramesha cites the Rambam in Perak Tess of Hilchas Avodim, who says that the reason why the master does not have to support his slave is because there is communal responsibility of tzedakah for all Jews to support all slaves. Mashenkin, who will feed the animals if he doesn't? Of course, however, the Gemara says he can't say this whole thing to his wife, and he can't say to his wife, I'm not going to give you food. He has to feed his wife. In fact, if a man's wife is sent to Ari Miklat, he still must send her food. In Tehillim it says, Kol bas melech penima, that a woman's glory is to be inside the house. Therefore, a woman shouldn't be forced to go to work to have money to buy food. If an owner of a slave makes all mice a dime of his evid into hexish, the evid can work in quantities less than a shavapruta and still keep the proceeds since hektish can't be chal on less than a shavapruta. If someone cuts off the hand of his friend's evid kanani, he must pay mezek to the baal and sheves, disability, and ripoy. This evid is fed from staka. It's a machlekes if freeing an evid is good for him or bad. On one hand, it's good for him since he's free. But on the other hand, it's bad since he loses the security of shelter. And if he's an evid lekayin, he can't eat truma anymore. The maskan is that shichrer is a schus. In fact, it's good for the evid. Dr. Gimel, the Mishnah. If someone says, give this get to my wife or give this shtar shichrer to my evid, if he then dies, i.e. the husband dies, the shliach should not give the get, la'acharmisa since these things can't be accomplished after death. But if he says, Gives this, give this money to a particular person after I die, that you can do la'achar misa. The Ksais HaKhayshin discusses a case of a person who authorized the shliach to give a get to his wife, and subsequently he became a shaita. He lost his sanity. This is a machlaikis rishayim. The Rambam holds that even if the get was delivered after the husband lost his sanity, it's still valid minatayra. Although the husband himself cannot affect a get at the time the get was given, since he's a shaita at that time, nevertheless his shliach, who is of sound mind, can perform a divorce for him. The tour, however, rules that such a get is invalid minatera. He holds that whenever the husband becomes incapable of performing a divorce, neither can the shliach perform the divorce for him. And the Gemara says, If Ruvain says to Shimon, I have a hundred mana in your hand, now give it to Levi. If all three people are present, Levi is kind of the money through a, through a Kenyan called Maimed Shloshdan. This is a good Kenyan, Midrabanan. Rab says, if a Shchiv Merah, person who's on his deathbed, says, give a specific $100 to Pliny, it's a good Kenyan. But if he says, give $100 to Pliny, the Kenyan is not good because he didn't talk about this specific $100. We don't pass him like this, but rather, all Matna Shchiv Merah, all Matanas that were given by a person on their deathbed, is considered a good Kenyan. If a person is being taken out in chains to his death, and he said at that moment, write a get for my wife, i.e. he said only kisvu, but he didn't say tenu, he didn't say give it to my wife, we write the get and we give it to his wife. The same halacha applies to a traveler who says only kisvu and not tenu before he leaves a city. Although a mayor holds a person can make a kinyan on a dover shalei something which isn't in the world yet, but he agrees with everyone that a person cannot make a kinyan to someone who isn't born yet. Dapya dollar.
There are three halachas that the Chachamim made, like halacha l'meshem Sinai, but they have no reasons, they have no svaras. It's a hilchasa belay taima. Number one, the transaction of maimed shloshtan, which we mentioned before. Number two, if a person before his death writes all of his property over to his wife, you would think that he's excluding his children. If he says, I want my wife to get all my properties, then that means he doesn't want his children to get any of the properties. No, that's not what he means. What we say is we interpret his words to mean that he just wants his wife to be the apitrapist. He wants his wife to control it and to oversee it, but he also wants his children to get some of it. And number three, if someone marries off his son to a wife in a special house, a house that belonged to the father, we assume that this house should also go to the son. So the son is kind of this house as well as the wife. It's a machlekes if someone sends a shliach to deliver money and he doesn't say, give it to him. Is he kaina or not? Do we say, haylech kishchi or not? If a malva asks a shliach to fetch money from a leiva, the leiva's responsibility toward the malva doesn't end until a malva actually gets his money back. I.e., if the money gets lost on the way back to the malva, the leiva must pay back again. If someone strongly says that he wants money to go to someone and then he dies, we do as he wished, since we say, mitzvah l'kayim divrei hames. And finally, if a man is a shchiv and he divides up his property on his deathbed, the Chachamim say he affects a kinyan to whoever he wants to. Divrei shchiv k'ksuvim uchemisurim dami. But according to Rabbi Lazar, he can't give over nechassim without a proper kinyan. We see from the case of Bnei Reichel that the words of a shchiv are chal even without a proper kinyan, just like the, what the Chachamim said. As we said, divrei shchiv k'ksuvim uchemisurim dami. This marks the end of this parak. Now let's begin the second parak, Hamevi Get Basra, the Mishnah. What if a shliach delivering a get, instead of saying the words Befane Nechtam or Befane Nechtam, just says Befane Nechtam, but does not say Befane Nechtam, or he just says Befane Nechtam, but he does not say Befane Nechtam, or only part was written in front of me, but not the whole thing, then we say the get is possible. If one shliach says Befane Nechtam and one other shliach says Befane Nechtam, then it's also possible. If one says Befanei Nechtav, but two of them, both of them say Befaneinu Nechtam, then it's kosher, since the two are Makayim, the signatures together. The Gemara. Rabbi Chizda says we're Machmir in the Mishnah, even if later on two Edim come to be Makayim, both Chasimas, since Edi Chasima cannot be Mitztaref with Befanei Nechtav. But you need all with Edim or all with Befanei Nechtav. We learn other halachas where Mitztarefus doesn't work either. Rabbi Chizda says, if there is a wall of ten tvachim, it makes the area inside of it a rishus hayachid. This is the guy be carrying on Shabbos. But if there is a drop, a gedud in the ground of five tvachim, and a wall of five tvachim, then the mechitza will not make a rishus hayachid, this particular mechitza. You need either a bore of ten tvachim or a wall of ten tvachim. You can't be mitzdarif, part of a bore and part of a wall. Nurema argues and says that they are mitzdarif. So it will constitute a rishus hayachid. And this is taka the halacha, as we see in Shulchan Aruch, Simen, Shin Samach Beis, Sif Beis. The Gemara says we can't use one revius to wash two people's hands at once, and we can't wash one half now, dry your hands, and then the other half later. If a mikvah has exactly 40 saw, and two people go into the mikvah one after another, the first is tar, but the second is tamay, since the first took a little bit of the water with him, so now there's only about 39 and a half inside the mikvah. Rabbi Yehuda says, if the first person's foot is still in the mikvah, the number two is tar, since number one is still connected, and so is the water on him. It's considered a good chibor, even though there's only a drop of water connecting. His foot is damp enough to moisten something else, but since there is somewhat of a connection, it is considered good. This connection of the foot 
is a good connection, as Rashi explains, due to the cloud of good aches. The mikveh is lower than the person. We have this cloud of good aches in Erevin. Rabbi Yirmiya says if someone's head and most of his body was tovel in Mayim Shuvim, this is water that was drawn via Kalim, then he remains tummy. This is one of the Yudches Dover, the Xerahs of Beishamah that we learned from the Sech to Shabbos. The Machlik is between Rabbah and Rava. If the reason we require a Shliach from Chutzar is to say B'fanei Nechtab or B'fanei Nechtam is because of Ein Bikim Lishma or Ein Edim Mitzuyim Lekaimai, this may be a Machlikis Tanoim. What if two Edim came from Chutzlaretz and didn't say B'fanei Nechtab or B'fanei Nechtam, but instead they said B'faneinu Girsha, i.e. two full-fledged Edim said they witnessed a Gerushin, then we say it would be good. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew that Klal Yisrael couldn't accept the rules of the Armayim, the Romans, so he sent them to Bavel to be ruled by the Persians who were easier to deal with. This is in fact where Talmud Bavli was written while they were in Bavel. The Mishnah. If the get was written during the day, and the date on it was that particular day, and the Chasima was on that particular day, or everything was done at a night, nighttime, the date was at night, it was written at night, it was signed at night, and so on. Of course, since everything was done on, within the same calendar day, according to the Jewish calendar, which begins at night, it's kosher. But let's say it was written by day, and it was signed at night. So now there's a new date, because night is already a new day. It's a new date. So we can say that it's puzzle. Shimon says, this is considered kosher. This kula is only by gitten, however, but by other starry mum, and everything has to be done within the same calendar date, according to the laws of a Jewish calendar, which has the day beginning in the evening. And the Gemara says, why would the Rabbana Masakin that a get needs a date at all? Rabbi Echanan says, Mishum bas achaisei. The man marries the daughter of his sister, so even if she's Mazana, he will have pity on her, right again after the Eireh Znus came, to claim that she was already divorced when she was Mazana. And since we say Suffolk Nefashis Lahakel, we wouldn't be able to kill her. Therefore, we need a date and a get in order to establish exactly when it took place. Rish Lakish says, The date is needed Mishum Paris to establish at what point he can't eat the Paris that belonged to her anymore. Rish Lakish doesn't hold like Rabbi Yechanan, because Nus isn't Shechiach, and Rabbi Yechanan doesn't hold of Reish since the husband has the right to eat Paris till he gives her the get. So a date doesn't accomplish anything for her anyway, because the date on the get will be different, or could potentially be different than the date he actually gives her the get. It's actually a machlaikis when he loses the right to her Paris, Mishas Ksiva or Mishas Nesina. There are three Gitten which are Pasal Midrabanan, and you must give another get. But if she remarries without the new get, the child born from marriage number two is kosher and is not considered a mamzer. One of these is a get which has no zman. Generally, people don't like to write bad news before they have to. Therefore, once a husband writes and gets a get signed, he's not going to carry it around for a week before giving it to her. From what time do we begin counting the three months after get so she can remarry? This is a takana of hafchana, that a woman must wait three months after she gets divorced, before she remarries, so she becomes pregnant at a later date and gave birth six months later, will be able to establish if the father is the first husband or the father of this child is the second husband. So we do, do we begin the three months count from the Shas Nesina, this is what Rav holds, Sinas Haget, when the get is given, or from the Shas Ksiva, which is what Shmuel holds, from the time that the Shtar is actually written. We have Brises that support both Shitas. And the Gemara says the Halacha, is that we count from the Shas Ksiva like Shmuel. In Shulchan Aruch, this is a machlekes machaber and Rama. The nafkamina on when the count actually begins is important, not only for Gittin, but in Shtari Mumen as well. Since we know that a Malva cannot only collect from the Chasim Ben but he can also collect from the Chasim Mishubadim as well. But he can only collect from the Chasim Mishubadim, which the Leiva owned at the time the Shtar was Chal and he sold later. But what he had sold before the Chalais HaShtar, 
the Malva cannot collect from. That's why we need to know the exact time that this thing took place. That's why we have to put a, a date on the star. Halva. Also, it's important to point out that uh, the uh, date that we put on a get is very important because that's when there's a public call that people can end up hearing the news that the people were divorced. Rabbi Shimon says, even if it was written by day and signed at night, i.e. the next day already, because in the Jewish calendar of a night is already the next day, it is good. Since once he decided to divorce her, i.e. he wrote the star, he can't take papers from her anymore. But if he didn't sign it till the next morning, even Rabbi Shimon holds its puzzle, since Chayshin and Shema pious, he may have appeased her, had Tashmish Hamita that night, and the two of them made up with each other. So this would puzzle the get. Rabbi Yechonin says, even here Rabbi Shimon would be mekel, since if they made up, the neighbors would know about it. If a man made a get where he wanted ten people to sign the get, kulchem, if just one of these Adam are part of a puzzle, the entire Adis becomes puzzle. Dafyutas, the Mishnah. You can use any ink to write a get as long as it's ink that is permanent, but you can't use juice or something which can be erased. You can write a get on anything, also, as long as this anything that you write it on lasts, even the horn of a cow. But in that case, he has to give her the entire cow as well as the horn. And you can even write it on the hand of an evet, if you give her the evet. Rebeste clearly argues and says you can't give a get written on eichlin, on food, or something which is living, a davar sheyesh by ruach chayim. Think about it. You can write a star using dyei, which is the black ink used for Sefer Torah, with sam, colored earth, with sikra, a red substance, with kumus, sap of a tree, or kankantum, boot black. The common denominator is that all these will last for a long time and cannot be erased. If one writes black over existing red writing on Shabbos, he is chayef twice, once for ksiva and once for mechika. But if he writes black over black, he's only chayef for one, since he hasn't improved anything. Some say he's putter, since it's considered mechalkel, he's actually destroying the original ink. If Adam don't know how to sign their names for a get, Rav says we etch out forms of letters, and they fill it in with ink. Taisu says this is actually referring to a stencil situation. Shmuel says, we write with lead, and they sign over it with ink. We're makel by get because mishumi kune ikilu, mishumi guna ikilu berabanan. The rabbanan were makel because they were afraid that if we're not makel by gitten, women will end up not getting a proper divorce, and they could end up not being able to remarry for the rest of their lives. But other stars, this procedure is not allowed. Adam must know how to sign on their own in order for them to be Adam on a regular star. If a man gives a woman a get and she accepts it, and then throws it into the sea, Later, he claims it wasn't a get, but it was some other star. We say she's divorced, and he can't disclaim it. And finally, if a man threw a get to a woman and it landed between barrels, if we find a mezuzah, we assume he threw a mezuzah. Therefore, it's not a get. If a get was written and then he wrote over these letters with ink, and it was lishma, this is a machlaikas between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan, as we say, the same machlaikas by Sefer Torah, when someone wrote yud ke vav ke instead of the word Yehuda, and then he wanted to change it. But maybe it's not the same Achleikah, since by Sefer Torah we need a perfect Shem Hashem, due to Zekeli Vianveu, so it's a different kind of situation, and you can't bring a Raya from there. Rabbi Chizda said, I could passel all the Gitten of, of the world. If a man writes a Get on something which is Osir Bahana, even though it isn't worth a Shavapruta, we say the Get is Kasher. The Gemara says when coins are minted, the question is if it's Michritz Charetz, and not a Ksiva, since the metal around the letters are what are being pushed, but nothing positive is done to actually form the letters. Or we say kenufe michna, that the letters are positively minted in the specific shapes of the letters. If a man says, here's a get for you, but the paper should remain mined, it's no good, 
since it's just a case of ICS parchas ba'avir. But if he gives her the get, but says it's yours, but I want the paper back later, then it's kosher, since we could say it's just a matana almanas lahaxer. And finally, ksivas kaka, that's a tattoo. And if it's written on someone, we say that it's considered permanent and it cannot be erased. Rava says if he wrote a get to his wife on the hand of an Evid Kanani, and he also gives her the right to the Evid, the Matana, she's automatically kind of the get, since the Evid becomes her property. So the get on his hand is like her receiving a get in her Chatzar. Abayah says the Indian of Kinin Chatzar by get is learnt from Biyada in the Pasuk. So Abayah learns this case of Evid would not work. Since the Torah calls get a safer, we have a klal uprat uklal, the kasav law is the klal, safer krisis is the prat, and the nasan biyada is the klal. This prat includes things similar to the safer, but excludes dissimilar things like eichlin and balichayim. Safer also teaches us that although havaya kedushin can be done with shtar or kasav, a get, the etzia, leaving the relationship, can only be done with shtar. The Mishnah. A get cannot be written on something which is mechuber lakarka. If he disconnected it and then got the chasimas, it's kosher. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's possible mechuber unless both the ksiva and the chasima are done betalish. Also, a get cannot be written on a shtar that can be erased. The chachamim say it's kosher. The Gemara. This Mishnah follows the shita of Rabbi Lazar, who holds edi mesira karsi. The key to the get is the handing over of the get, not the ksiva. A person wrote again on a flower pot of an otzitz nokov, flower pot with a hole at the bottom. Abayah says as long as he gives her the entire flower pot, it's kosher. According to Rava, it's puzzle. If the branches of a tree are in Eretz Yisrael, but the otzitz nokov is in Chutzaretz, Rava says we follow the branches which are in Chutzaretz. But according to Abayah, we go by the root, so the plant is chayev in the mitzvah satulius baretz. If a tree has paris in both Eretz Yisrael and Chutzaretz, according to Rebbe, you'll have tevel and chulin in every pile. So you must take off trumas and maestros from everything. According to Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, those which grow in Eretz Yisrael are chayev, those which grow in Chutzaretz are pater. There are three types of hides that we use. Matzah, which is all natural, like matzah is all natural. Chefa, which is partially treated as a hide. Its minimum shear is used to cover a kamea. That's the minimum shear that's used, shear chefa. And diphtera, which is fully treated. And this is what we use as a hide for get. The Chachamim and the Mishnah who say a get can be written on an erasable piece of paper, they're going like Rebbe Lazar, who holds Edi Masira Karsi. So that's the proof of the get, not the Chasima. So the fact that it can be erased is irrelevant. Rebbe Lazar was only this if the divorce took place immediately, but not later. And this Kula can only apply to a get, not other stars. Of course, the Eitz is always to write even a get on a star She'ene Yochel Lihizdayef, something that cannot be erased, so you'll potentially have no problems later on. The Mishnah. Anyone is kosher to write a get, including a cheresh, shaita, vikan. And a woman can write her own get, since the get is only legal when the chasima takes place. The Gemara. Since get must be lishma, how can a cheresh, shaita, vikan write it? Our answer is, there was a gadol who was aymed al-gabav, who guided them to write it lishma. What about a guy? Can he write a get if a Yisrael is Eman al-Gabav? That's Machlaikas. According to a mayor, since the key is Chasima, Ede Chasima Karsi, even if you find a get in the garbage with you and your wife's name on it, as long as the Chasima is Lishma, it's Kasher. The Mishnah. All are Kasher to be the Shliach for the get, except for a Cherashite of a cotton, a blind person, or a guy. If the cotton received the get and was in the Skadel before he delivered it, 
or he was blind and his sight returned, or an Akum, a guy who was Niskayer. All of them are puzzle, since at the time of the Shlichas, each of these people were puzzle to be a Shliach. The Gemara says a blind person can't be a Shliach, even though he's a Bardas, since he can't see the giver or the acceptor of the get. So he could easily be fooled and wouldn't be able to clearly say, Bafani Nechtav, Uvafani Nechtav. The Mishnah says that a Summa, as we mentioned, a blind person, is not qualified to be a Shliach to deliver a get. Here we have in the Gemara a machlekes between Rav and Rabbi Yosef. Rav said that the reason for this is because he can't positively identify the man sending the get, nor the woman who should be receiving the get, and therefore we're concerned that it won't be delivered properly. Rabbi Yosef, however, disagrees with Rav and proves that a Summa can rely on a sense of hearing to positively identify people, and therefore if he recognizes the husband and the wife's voices, there are no halakhic grounds to suspect that he will mistake them for someone else. Rabbi therefore, concludes that the reason a summa is disqualified is only because he cannot testify, say, whether or not tfias eina dekala, voice recognition, is tantamount to tfias eina deriya, sight recognition, regarding other halakhic matters as well, is a matter of machlekes amongst the paiskim, as it's brought in al-adaf. The Chuvas Rimagash, Chilos and Chuvas Simon Kufmemtas, cites our Gemara as a proof that Tfias Eina Dekala is halachically acceptable form of identification. And therefore he rules that if two witnesses testify that they overheard Ruvain admit that he owes money to Shimon, their edus is accepted by Bezdin as evidence that the money is indeed owned, even though they did not actually see Ruvain at the time. They only recognized him through the sound of his voice. The Ksaisachayshin, in Simon Pe'alaf Sifkat Yud Gimel, he, however, cites a Gemara in Sanhedrin, that indicates that voice recognition alone is not sufficient with regard to identifying a mesis umediach, a person who committed the capital sin of attempting to persuade another Jew to commit idolatry. In fact, Rashi there explicitly states that if witnesses merely heard the offender commit the crime but did not see him, he cannot be prosecuted due to the lack of positive identification. Thus, the Ktais rules that with regard to monetary matters, same halacha would apply, such as the case of the Rimagash that we said before. Bezin cannot rely on Tzfiyas Eina Dekala. He says that only with regard to Isser, such as the case in Argamara concerning a get, or a case in marriage, then witnesses via Tzfiyas Eina Dekala are acceptable as valid identification. The Prichadish, however, suggests that Tzfiyas Eina Dekala is accepted universally in all cases as positive identification, but the case mentioned in Sanhedrin indicating to the contrary is an exception. He explains that only that the case of identifying the mesis is voice recognition not sufficient, because we suspect that the offender may have purposely altered his voice to impersonate someone else in order to protect his identity. Therefore, only in that case that the halacha require that he be identified only via sight recognition. But by all other cases, voice would be good enough as recognition for Adis. The Gemara says an Evet cannot be a shliach for a get, since he is not in the Torah of Gittin the Kedushin, the Mishnah. Normally we accept one aid for the death of a man. Because we're afraid if we don't accept a one aid, she'll never know for sure whether her husband died or not, and she could remain an Aguna for the rest of her life. But there are five women who cannot be believed as an aid achad because we're afraid that they're just doing it, they're just saying the aid is to make trouble. However, for shlichas of get, even these five are believed since the ksiva and the ksima of a get can act as a confirmation to their aidus. If the husband doesn't give the woman the get directly into her hand, but just puts it on the ground and says, pick it up from the ground, this get is not chal, 
since the Pasuk says Venasan Biyada, in order for it to be Chal, he has to actually put it into her hand. This marks the end of this parak, and at this point we will conclude our share.